0: I'm an entrepreneur with a mission to share unique business journeys, workflow and client experience tips, and entrepreneurial advice through fun and easygoing conversations with pros and peers. I'm Cassie, and I'm your host. Let's grab drinks after work every Thursday as we banter and brainstorm. With a shot of business and a splash of pleasure, this is The Mastermind Mixer. Hey, everyone. This is Cassie. Welcome back to another episode of The Mastermind Mixer. Today, we are diving into the world of an Etsy storefront as a huge consumer on the platform, I have seen a lot of client relationship strategies and some have been great. Some have been confusing. Um, so I wanted to take you through if it were me or if I was helping you. So let's dive right in. Um, I will preface this by saying this is based on if you have a, um, product that is not digital. I will say um, a little something about digital, if that is you, is just make sure that the process in which to download your product is easy. So if it is housed in Canva, make sure that the download that you get within your Etsy shop takes the consumer straight to the Canva um, document or product and if it's how someplace else, just make sure it's like one click, two click, or even a direct download from um, Etsy itself. I have had some circumstances where I have to download a paper um, and then I click on a button that takes me to Google Drive and then Google Drive takes me to Canva and then I have to make a copy and it gets a little overwhelming. And sometimes I'm like, I don't know if I did that right. I don't know what to do here. So um, that's just a quick note on the digital side, but let's dive in to the product side. And by product side, I mean a tangible in your hand product. Um, So let's start from the beginning. You need to make sure that you have enough items in stock. Um, Let's assume that this is just gonna go viral and it's gonna blow up and everything that you are making is exactly what everybody wants. So consider the inventory that you have um, in the array of products that you offer. I would recommend starting with at least five, but I would really recommend starting with 20 products. I think 20 looks like when somebody visits your shop on Essie, it looks like you're legitimate, it looks like you're open, um, and it just gives them a better impression of the type of creator that you are. So I, I would push for the 20 mark, but if you can only do the five, that's okay too. So no less than five, but I think 20 is the sweet spot. I think if you get an over 20 when you're first starting, it's gonna be really overwhelming. Um, And it's just a lot more legwork and I am the person that highly recommends just starting where you're at and not worrying about it being perfected before you do it. So you don't have to have, even if your plan is to have 100 different products, you don't have to have them at launch. So let's have 20 and let's have those 20 be done really, really, really well. In addition to that, as you start your Etsy account, before you even tell anybody that it exists, um, you're going to need to really look into the tags and the keywords that are most heavy hitting for the products in which you sell. So whenever you get on Etsy, do some exploring, look at vendors and competitors that look like you that have high sales, see what they're tagging their products with, Um, see how they're listing their product, even in the caption, or sorry, not the caption, but the subject, make sure that you're structuring it so that you are going to hit on the same things as they are. Because at the end of the day, um, the consumer is going to pick what they like the most, but they have to be able to find you first. So if they're finding an account that has 80,000 sales in the last year, then you are highly likely to be seen on the pages if you're using similar keywords. So just do your due diligence in your research and um, if you are not the DIYer or if you don't have the time to be the DIYer, um, I highly recommend visiting platforms like Fiverr. Um, I actually did this. Um, I have a digital-based Etsy shop and I did an Etsy shop audit through Fiverr. I think it cost me like less than $40 and they went into my account. Um, I told them what I I was selling. I showed them a couple of um, products and then they built out how I should frame the titles, um, the descriptions, uh, the tags, everything like that. So um, it took a lot of legwork. They don't implement um, their recommendations. They only give you the, it's like a Word document that they send back and then you go in and do the changes yourself or, if they're not there at all, you just implement them yourself. I found it super helpful. Um, so I will drop the person or the vendor that I use from Fiverr in the show notes, if that is something that interests you. Um, the next thing, please, for the love of all things, holy, make sure that your photos look professional. Um, they are, I, I want to say that they are beyond iPhone pictures, but you really don't have to do um, anything beyond that. I actually have a DIY product photography guide in my Etsy shop, and you can use that to show, how I show you how to set up your products um, and how to photograph them, even if you're using your iPhone. Um, make sure that you have a clear background, there's not clutter, um, and also I find it helpful to show your products uh how they are intended to be used so if you're selling bracelets make sure that at least one picture is somebody with the bracelet on Um, even if it's your friend or your daughter or your son you know anybody that um can show off how you would want your product to be used so if you're very intimidated by the space of product photography the easiest thing you can do especially if you're on a budget is a quick google search of bigger brands so If it's a lotion brand, look up Dove. See how they advertise um, and what their product images look like and replicate that to the best of your ability. If you're like, the best of my ability is still hot garbage, there are services out there where you can send um, batches of your products. So if you're having a specific launch for spring, um, that winter prior to that you would send it to a photographer they would shoot all of your product in um, depending on if you're working on on a trade where they get to keep the product or if they mail it back to you there are quite a few services out there i personally am exploring that for my own business because a lot of my own clients are looking for something like that and i've always had like such an interest in product photography and food photography it's been something that, has been like hobby kind of fun for me to explore. Um, I've decided to take it a little bit more seriously. So I'll be launching the beta version of that in just a couple months. So if that is something that you're interested in, please contact me directly um, because I will be looking for beta testers for that program. And whenever you are exploring who to hire for something like that, or even doing it yourself, just make sure that you know what you're shooting for. So Etsy has specific Dimensions for the images that are best that work on their website. You're going to need a cover photo um, for your shop itself. And then you're going to need social media assets. So, to advertise that you have an Etsy shop, I'm guessing that you probably already have an Instagram account. Um, maybe you're leaning into TikTok. There are so many product based businesses on TikTok that do so well. So, maybe it means that you need more video content of your product. Um, so just make sure that you are thoughtful in the process of what you need your product pictures to look like or your videos to look like and how that can best suit you, because if you're going to be hiring out for this specifically, you're going to want to make sure that you get the most bang for your buck. So don't go with the smallest package that includes one image of each product. If you know that you're going to need different angles. Um, if you're a bow company, do you have a close-up that shows what the fabric looks like do you have it on somebody's head who is a brunette and somebody's head that is a blonde and a redhead you know what do you need um it with each each item that you need photos of so just be really thoughtful in that way and once you have all of those assets um start thinking about the back end business so we've kind of talked about like how you're going to interact with your client and the, the shopper, but what does it look like on the back end? So when you're setting up your shop and you're saying like how many handling days you need, you're basically saying this is how many times I'm gonna to go to the post office. So I have two recommendations. If you're like me and you hate going to the post office, my absolute biggest recommendation is to just get the um, supplies to be able to Um, ship things from home. I did uh, a small business through 2020. It's how I survived the pandemic called style by trial. At the time I was heavily involved in the styled shoot space where I created events to allow photographers to shoot so that they could expand their portfolio as they tried to grow a small business. So when the pandemic happened, obviously no events were happening. So Something big in the styled shoot world are flat lays, and those are all the detailed shots. You, I know you've seen them, like especially on Pinterest. Um, they're beautiful images of wedding invitations and shoes. And um, usually, there's like all of these you can have a styled shoe um, or sorry, a flat lay kit, and um, there's all these different types of items. So, through 2020, I sourced that wholesale different items, and I would have every month a themed box that would be mailed out to my subscribers, and they could test the flat lay options. And if they wanted to keep them, they could keep them. If they didn't, they could mail them back to me. Um, that went really well, but the most taxing part of it was the shipping and then the returning. So whenever you are considering how often you're going to go, make sure you set yourself up to be realistic, because if you do get I mean, I can't even get an Amazon return within the first 90 days or whatever. So it is not realistic to think that I'm going to be heading to the post office every day. So I really highly recommend that you get um, a laser printer. They're really cheap on Amazon. Um, It's a label printer and it's not ran on ink and it comes with like 3,000 stickers. If you are like me and you're on TikTok all the time, you see the small businesses that blow up and you see their little printer, just like label after label, after label, label printing. Um, that's what that does. And then you can use all different types of websites. I'm not going to go down the, the laundry list of websites that you can do for um, shipping, but at the scale that I was at, it was pretty small. So I used just the or USPS website and um, scheduled it for a pickup. And then my post office, um, my postal worker would come and pick them up right at my door. So I never had to go to the post office and it was delightful. In addition to the printer and the service to actually pay for the postage, you're also going to want to invest in some mailers. Um, My particular style by a trial box was based um in boxes. So not based in boxes but shipped in boxes. So I invested some money into the boxes so that they said style by trial over them. I wanted them to like look really pretty um and be exciting. You could tell exactly what it was as soon as it hit your mail um mailbox or your front patio and I really love that. So this is where we get into how you are going to make your client feel um even beyond just shopping your digital shop. So something that brings me back and I believe brings other consumers back is the experience in which they have when they purchase your product, especially from a small business, even if it's online, they still want to feel that. So you know, I wanted them to get excited when they sell the box. That was something that I knew my clients would be happy about. What do your clients want to feel? Does it need to be discreet? Um, do you want them to feel joyful? Uh, you know what what do they? If you had a storefront, what would it smell like? Um, I have a friend who's an artist and when she was packaging up her art for sale, um, she was just starting out. And don't worry, I did not give unsolicited advice. She asked me, but she said, you know, I'm just getting started. Uh, Let me know how it's delivered to you. I'm exploring some options. Well, when it came, it was in a, a perfectly fine box and it was perfectly packaged. It was not damaged but that's kind of where it ended. And I know her and I know what it's like to be around her. I know the type of home she has. And it was, you know, the things that came to mind when I thought of her weren't replicated in her packaging. So I shared that with her and I said, I want them to open it up and like smell what it would be like to be in your art studio, because she always has like, um, essential oils going, or she always, you know, like, there, there is a vibe when it comes around scent, so I really encourage her to reevaluate her packaging, and she had a really positive response when she made that change, and it was something that she just hadn't thought of because she was so worried about the back end, and making sure that it, her art safely got to her client, that she didn't think about um, catering to her client once they had the package in hand. Another thing that I have experienced myself is, you know, a little snack being included. I'm not talking about a blow pop. I do think that in the Etsy space, generic additions are overdone. Um, like I don't need a Tootsie Pop in my package. Like it's lovely, but it's just not necessarily curated. Um, I've never bought anything on Etsy where I would expect it to have a lollipop in it. (laughs) So think a little bit deeper than that. Not just like what you can buy in bulk at Costco. So, um, if you are selling resale books, there is this amazing artist. Um, I will try to find her and drop her in show notes, but she gives, um, she resells books online, but she wraps them in this like beautiful craft paper, but she kind of like origamis it up. And then she includes like a little sticker and a bookmark and a little thing of tea. And that I don't even like I read, but like not that much, but it makes me want to buy from her, even if it's like not the genre I want. Like, I just think that when you know that it's such a curated experience, you're going to be more invested in that company and you're going to support them again. You're going to buy them for gifts for other people. And it, it will pay off in the end if you put enough thought in the beginning. So like, I don't remember, I remember getting the blow pop in my package and being like, oh, that's cute but I don't remember what I bought. Um, I remember getting a a dress from a company who made dresses for photographers that had like the right pockets and that were modest. Um, and could wear the work, but were comfortable. And when I opened the package, it had this like beautiful scent in it. And it also had these waffle snacks that were like, it felt like I was in a flower Field sipping tea, twirling around in this beautiful dress. I will never forget that experience, and I will always support them when it, you know, when I'm looking for gifts and things like that, because I know that when the gift sends, it's going to be as if I, you know, did it myself, which I love. In addition to the client experience, you obviously want to work through your quality control. Listen, I understand that there are some things that are going to be out of your control, but I want you to make sure that. Everything you're doing is ensuring that exactly what is advertised is what your customer is going to receive. So just make sure that if you're selling earrings, that the little um, cardboard piece that the earrings are on, it's not damaged. Or, you know, maybe you put it in like a little muslin bag. You can get those pretty cheap on Amazon. Just really go above and beyond to ensure that what you're advertising is exactly what they will have in their hand, um, in like five to seven business days or whatever your turnaround time is. So I, I think you understand what I'm saying. Like you want to pretend like it is a real storefront. I understand that it's a little bit easier to have a digital storefront. Um, obviously the overhead is lower, so I don't want to impact your profit, but I also don't want to cut yourself. I don't want you to cut yourself short on the possibilities of having a really, Great experience for them that will get them to come back because that is what you want. You want that client retention. So, all of those things to say, um, just re- really spend some time and do your due diligence. So, let's get back to the the workflow side, the back end. So now you have mailed it off. You've left it in your mailbox. The mailman has picked it up um, five to seven days, you have it all set up so that tracking can be tracked within Etsy because it's always easier to do that in the beginning. Um, as you grow, you could always decide to transition to other platforms like Shopify, but for now we're trying to be easy peasy lemon squeezy. So you've done all of that. They've gotten their product. Now you need a review. We are sending uh, Etsy does a lot of this for you, but, um, they prompt them to do the review. I don't want you to just do that though. I want you to use some like canned email um, verbiage that says like, I hope you're liking it. Let me know if you have any feedback. Um, you know, we're doing our best to curate an amazing experience for you. Um, how can I do better? Um, please leave a review. Here is a coupon code for 10% off on your next purchase um, or you know, whatever makes sense for the product in which you're selling. So if it is tea maybe you have an affiliate code for tea bags um, if you sell cups or anything like that so once you have all of that done you are going to prompt them to join your email list Um, that might be in a card dropped in their shipping box or that can also be in the form of an email uh, to their etsy account so encourage them to join your email list because that is what you own. That is how you can manage these relationships. So, you want them to join your email list so that you can offer them um, a discount code every once in a while, or you can update them on restocks. Um, you can give them exclusive pre sale offers. So, maybe you're dropping um, a line of earrings, and those earrings can be exclusively offered to those on your email list two days before the actual Etsy drop. And you can also remind them of holidays so that pertain to your product. So if you're a cold weather product, encourage them, you know, in the summer months to prep for the winter. Um, and if your bathing suit line, make sure that you are sending them emails about prepping for summer in the beach. I would even encourage you to explore getting an affiliate code with a company that complements your product so you can send affiliate links. So maybe you sell bathing suits and you have an affiliate link with a spray tan company that's local to your business. Or if you wanna do a digital business, maybe you have an affiliate code for a sunglasses company and you can drop those links in your email list. So always be feeding the fire of your ideal client so that they will think of you when it's time to buy which is again the end game so we have talked everything from how to search your keywords and your tags how to batch um, batch your photography bet your photography what am i even saying so how to batch your photography um all like diy version versus um, hiring out gathering all your image assets and your graphics Uh, canva is a great platform to use um, for those cover images and then considering how you're going to mail everything out, how you're gonna get the product to your consumer. I think the biggest takeaway from this episode, if you're considering uh, launching your Etsy shop or just reevaluating the active Etsy shop that you already have is consider yourself an actual walk-in storefront. Think about what that experience would be like and figure out how you can replicate that in a shipping version. So it might not look exactly the same, but I want it to feed into the dream of the the brick and mortar, you know? So consider that, take some notes, brainstorm, um, get on your mind meister and flush all of that out and then launch that dang storefront and get going because that honestly is the hardest part and it'll be much easier after that. So. That is it for this episode. I appreciate you being here. And I especially wanna say that if you are looking for product photography and you wanna be part of that beta group, be sure to email me at Cassie at CassieLane.com. That's K-A-S-S-I-E at dot ecom See you next time. Well, you've reached the end of another episode of the Mastermind Mixer. I genuinely hope you enjoyed it and maybe even found a nugget or two of wisdom. If you did, I'd be thrilled if you could take a moment to rate and review the podcast. It's like putting gasoline in my podcast tank. And of course, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. And guess what? The show notes are not just a place where words hang out, they're like the VIP section. And there you might find a little surprise, the kind that pairs well with headphones in your favorite podcasts. It's the paired drink for the episode. Thanks a million for tuning in. Until next time, stay curious, stay engaged, and most importantly, stay subscribed. Cheers.